0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Cologne-Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Forehand, and we have with us EPE. Episode 105 is going to be outstanding because it is the best time of the year. It's full ball season, ladies and gentlemen. Full fucking balls. That's right. The NBA playoffs are here. And... I couldn't be more thrilled. We've already had four playing games happen at the time of this recording. One of them is currently active. One game was a 30-point blowout. So, safe to say, the season is upon us. How are you doing this evening, Nick?
1: I'm good. All right, so I I have a question to ask you guys. So, uh, team is up by nine runs. The team that is down 9 nothing is pitching. Team up nine nothing decides to bunt and gets a hit. If you're the team that's down nine nothing, are you angry? This baseball no. No. No.
0: If you don't want them to do something, be better and prevent them from doing something. Every sport has defense. Every sport gives you the opportunity to prevent the other side from doing what's needed to do to achieve the mission.
1: So you're saying when you're down nine nothing, you should still have bunt defense on somebody who bunts? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's all I had to ask.
0: What a novel concept that is. Yeah.
1: If for those of you who don't know, I'm representing. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, mm-hmm. representing the New York Giants, who I very rarely defend, but the but they were playing the crybaby San Diego Padres, and it seems like every single baseball season we get thousands of these unwritten rule BS. So don't let them be up nine nothing. And it was and and for 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 people who disagree with me, let me add this in. It was in the sixth inning. I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys know how baseball works, but there's There's nine innings. There's
0: still 12 out.
1: Still there's still a lot of baseball left in the sixth inning.
0: That's outrageous. I have a question for you, Nick, specifically. Eric, feel free to chime in, as always. But Cam Newton (laughs) said women who can't cook and don't know when to be quiet in some of his statements. So I want to get your official stance on – are is room three hundred three going to bat for Cami New, or are we letting Bartholomew out to hang?
1: Can we go to bat for the first half of that statement?
0: <laughs>
1: I don't have any. I don't want any business with a woman that can't cook because I can't cook for myself.
2: <laughs> but the other,
1: but I don't. I don't agree. I will not go on a uh, regional radio <laughs> or a regional <laughs> podcast
0: so how do you go to bat for 50 percent of the same?
1: i don't know i mean at the first part i was like oh that's what people were getting angry about that's not that bad and then cam through the old uh the old cam newton overthrow there
0: oh look there's a wide <laughs> receiver <you're super
2: open." laughs> so well, thoughts eric i'm just saying if i'm bringing home Double comma checks. Oh you know you got to bring something to the table too. I'm not saying you got to demand it from anybody, <laughs> but it's a give and take relationship. So I bring of the course bacon Eric biggest,
1: biggest, the biggest shock of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Eric sponsors Cam Newton.
0: Oh, oh, oh man, that was uh, of the things I was expecting to hear. To that, that was pretty on par. Yeah, <laughs> so that's on brand, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Today's episode, we have pop culture Pick'Em. Characters who deserve their own show, and we're going to go ahead and do characters from anywhere. Um, just if it's a character, they can get their own show. Uh, there was no prep work, so bear with us when <laughs> we struggle through these lists. Uh, for those listeners who send us their own lists, uh, you're probably going to win, uh, but we won't give you that credit and we'll send your no prize in the mail. Uh, we're going to go ahead and cover NBA awards. NBA playoffs, we're going to pick uh, who we think wins, East and West, and championship. We'll, we'll pick, uh, you know, the six major awards. We'll discuss expectations for the playoffs, and we'll give some of the other uh, hit points of, you know, just pure basketball madness. And I think that pretty much sums up everything that we're going to be uh, talking about in this episode. Because – well, actually, we'll talk about opening day as well. So we'll let Nick walk us through that. And then um, next week we'll actually get into the UCL that happened this week. Nick has a much-prepared rant for you, so that should be always fun. And we'll talk about World Cup in that same episode. So big soccer episode next week. Uh, coming off the cusp of a big NBA episode. But with that being said, the order for today's pop culture pick is Jermaine Eric Nick, and we'll go ahead and get into it in now. All right, so characters that deserve their own show. I really think we should create an anthology series, right, where none of the episodes really matter with each other, but it's just Mr. Mayhem. And he's walking around. Nobody could see him, but he's narrating the episode. And it's like a family or it's a couple or it's just a single person. And some fucking crazy shenanigans that they've seen in their long history of like accident accidents for their insurance company happens. And then he explains it and the anthology episode ends and it's, it's fucking hysterical. Yeah, so that I'm could
1: going, be
0: good. I, I just created that up. On my head right now. That's so I'm good. going with Mr. Hey, that man. Be like a
2: cool ass YouTube series or something.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. it'd be tight. Use I next- just made it up right now.
2: So it could also suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So with my first pick, I've learned from my mistakes. I'm going with the clear cut number one for myself. I don't know if we can make a show about this dude in today's society, but I'm going to have to go with Ari Gold.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Prequel or sequel?
2: Fucking sequel
0: or during cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like just yeah, just do just reshoot reshoot honorage, but from Ari's
0: perspective. <laughs> a during cool. That's <laughs> not, it's not cool. even a thing. You think that
2: show could even survive
0: though? Uh, no, because he's misogynistic like you. So yeah, maybe that's
2: why I
0: like him so much. Yeah, he's your hero. <laughs> <laughs> I won't deny it. <laughs> no that's a great fucking choice Ari gold is a great choice uh with that being said we'll go ahead and for the final pick of the first round and the first pick of the second coming from nicholas yeah i don't know i i mean
1: i'll, I'll go with my one that we'll probably see that we kind of have to see i guess and i i don't know if they're coming out but he deserves his own show and it's it's uh ned stark from game of thrones how are you gonna give me like one season of Ned Stark and make him the most badass character and then just kill him off? Well, because it's yeah,
2: Sean because it's Sean, it, it, it's, it's Sean
1: Bean, but <laughs> the only show but,
2: he hasn't died in is the one where he should have died in this one train. Bullshit. No, 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 no,
0: but they're building up to him, now. yeah,
2: okay, yeah, yeah. He's gonna die. He's the, he's such a nefarious.
0: Have you seen right. this show? Do you know what show we're talking about? No uh snow piercer oh the right book, the the book slash movie right. slash, slash tv show yeah <laughs> so he's the main vi- well he's one of i think he's the main villain i don't watch the show right but from the commercials i'm like dude that's a really nasty dude <laughs> that dude deserves it i was just like i ain't even watching the show and i'm like that that motherfucker needs to die bro.
1: <laughs> yeah so so ned stark and then since I get the first pick of the second round, I I want Bor, I want Bo- like I know they're doing the Arag the Aragon series. I want Boromir. I want a Boromir oh, spinoff.
0: Uh, also, Sean
2: Bean.
1: Yeah, double Sean Bean.
2: Okay, somebody have to spell that for me because I don't know how to type that.
0: Boromir, B O R O
1: M I R. Yeah. All right. It's like yeah. one of the easiest Lord of the Rings names to spell.
0: It really is one of the <laughs> easiest ones. Yeah, for sure. He said it. Now. I could
1: have got. I could have given you the name of. <laughs> I could have given you the name of the the, what the head Nazgul, and have you try to spell that. Nah, I would have just. Put
0: what a- what I but I can't. But I
1: can't pronounce it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was. I was just like, hold on. I want to see. I want to hear this. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, Bad, uh, it's, bad, oh, it's it's, it's
1: it's the Witch King of uh, Agmar. That would have been easy to pronounce. Oh, yeah.
2: You could
0: easily spell that. All right, Eric, what's your next pick? So
2: I don't know if it would work individually because he was so iconic in the show he was in, but I want to see a Cosmo Kramer show.
0: Oh, I, I like where your head's at. I think I agree with you on if it if it works or not. Because it's
2: the ensemble works. <laughs> but I was a kid that used to crack me the fuck up.
0: Yeah, no, first of all, I love Seinfeld, so (laughs) that's my older brother's fault, though. He made me love Seinfeld. So, uh, great choice. I agree with that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson from The Other Guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one.
0: A buddy cop show with those two, like the bravado and personality they had, would just be fucking flawless.
1: They say aim for the bushes.
0: Yeah, what bushes? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to take another tandem, not necessarily buddy cop style show, but uh, Zordon and Alpha 5 from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. How the fuck did he end up a, a big head in a glass tube? You know what I mean? It's like, true, yeah. I, I, get me there. That's <laughs> true. So uh, yeah, that's that's the spinoffs I have for the for those two choices, and now we're back to Eric.
2: Uh, really feeling the effect of not doing pre work before the show, but um,
0: Well I'm shooting from the hit, kid. so <laughs> I'm I'm,
2: yeah. I'm shooting from the hit and drawing blanks at this point. Uh, but uh, what's the character from uh, The Sopranos? His nephew, Mickey. You know about? Does he have a movie?
1: Do you have a no. computer in front of you?
2: I
0: do have a computer in front of me. <laughs> Wait, I, help. Thought, good I, good help, I, I thought the Sopranos. Well, he asked me. I didn't even see the Sopranos. Oh, Christopher. So I don't know his why. Matthew Christopher. Well, who plays him? Uh, was he in the prequel that sucked?
2: No, his. So the prequel was about Christopher's dad.
0: Oh, it's Gandolfini's son that you said needs his own.
2: No.
1: No, that's that's. Uh,
2: have you seen Sopranos*?
1: I just said no. Oh, okay. No, so it's like uh, his, it's his That's, that's like... his. His son is Anthony because his wife says, "Anthony, you know, I don't like it when you use that language."
0: I'm so confused. All right, I'm assuming he's a good character to have a spinoff with. So <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen Sopranos*. So I heard it has a shit ending.
1: Yeah, the ending is awful. The ending doesn't do the show
0: justice. No, I know. I it, the way people talk about it, I
2: know it's a good fucking show. So also, right? It's a great
1: to... show, and it just—it's
2: what I would have to read prequel. I totally forgot. Because he dies in the show. Everybody in that show dies, but yeah, I totally forgot. It would have to be a prequel if they did it.
0: Everybody dies in that show. <laughs> All
2: right. A lot
1: of people die in that show. <laughs> uh, right. Let's see. So I what this is. This is going to be a very Homer pick right now. I love the show Supernatural, Ugh. and I feel like the angel from Supernatural doesn't get enough screen time. It would be fun to just see him doing whatever he did or does. Superna-
0: did you finish that series? Yeah. It was like 10 seasons too long.
1: 15? Yeah. Oh yeah, 10 seasons too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I-, I remember watching it and thinking, yo, they got something here. It's a pretty good show. And then, like I fell off, um, you know, like I do on most shows. I fell off like after season three. And then my buddies were like, "We're watching, we're watching season. I what is it? You said fifteen? Was that the last season, or is it nineteen? There's
1: fifteen seasons. Fifteen. Yeah. They're like, "We're no fifteen's last. Season,
0: my buddies like, I'm trying to struggle through the last two seasons of Supernatural. I'm like, well, if you're struggling, why are you watching? He's just like, dude, I committed to thirteen seasons. I gotta see the <laughs> end. Right. I was just like, get the fuck out of here, bro.
1: I mean, like, so there's been a lot of talk at at work recently about, like, the show, the anime One Piece. So I was like, man, I really need to go back and I really need to watch One Piece. Like, I think it's a good anime. I looked at how many episodes there are. I was like, no way I'm starting that (laughs) show right now.
0: Yeah, I made the mistake of starting, uh, I'm sure you heard of it, Naruto. Yeah. So, Naruto has three seasons. It's Naruto, Shippuden, and Boruto. Boruto, his son. Naruto has like 500 episodes. Shippuden has over a thousand, and Boruto's, Boruto is is ongoing right now, and it's like an infinite number of. No uh, <laughs> I'm just like I stopped after the after Naruto because I was like there was so much filler animes just have so much filler right. and I'm like come on that's why they they what, they
1: what did they what re- did they what did they release a couple years ago it was like uh it was like dragon ball z abridged do you remember that
0: yeah where they so, would
1: take out all the bull crap and it was just it was just the fighting
0: so when nick when uh, nick cannon took over nickelodeon they actually got dragon ball z and they they did uh, what do they call it dragon ball z I think it was abridged right was it was it yeah they cut out the five episodes of goku <laughs> right, charging right. the spirit bomb right and they just went from goku starting the spirit bomb to having the spirit bomb to throwing it right <laughs> they cut out
1: the the what, whatever i think they were like 30 minute long episodes yeah they cut out like six episodes per saga That they're like we don't need this
0: one hundred percent i agree with
1: that. like watching goku eat plates and plates of food is not good for the show it has no is nothing for the plot
0: yeah i used to tune in all the time though it was
1: yeah. uh well then that was when we were kids and we were excited for it going back and watching it as an adult without the abridged version you're like holy crap
0: i sat through some shit bro yeah
1: you were like oh man next week goku's for sure gonna get up with the spear <laughs> like, yeah we've been waiting He's been charging to Super Saiyan for
0: five episodes.
1: <laughs> while Krillin to,
0: talks. I used to watch it in Spanish on top of that, dude. So it was even fucking better, bro. All right, Nick. What's your first pick in the fourth round? All
1: right. I want to choose uh Alfie Solomon's from Peaky Blinders, Tom Hardy's character.
0: Gotcha. Okay. If you guys
1: have seen Peaky Blinders. He's a great character. He comes in what, Eric? Season four? It's either three
2: or four, yeah.
1: He comes in and and is a very like he's not related to the Shelbys. They just kind of throw him into the show, really. And he like he, he's just an awesome character.
2: No, I haven't seen. He's P. got e. some Blinders. of the coldest lines too. Like just imagine yeah. like a 1800s the eighteen hundreds or early nineteen hundreds. What is he Irish? No, he's yeah, English.
1: I, th- I think he's English. Yeah, English.
2: Just gangster. And, and if you the oh, gangster in the TV show, which would be Jesus.
1: What is that? What is that show that he did where he's like, an, where he comes back to taboo? England, and he's yeah, taboo, right? Yeah,
2: taboo is really uh, good.
1: If you haven't, if you like Tom Hardy in Peaky Blinders, watch him in Taboo. It's an amazing show. Oh, Taboo yeah. is not a spinoff. No, ta- Taboo is just like Tom Hardy was like, yo, I want to play an English dude. Who's like, who's super rich and a badass in like the 1800s. And I think Ooh, it only on has one season.
2: I think it's like one or two seasons on FX. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It didn't go very long. No. It's a great show, though. Yeah. So, so Alfie from Peaky Binders.
2: Uh, for the fourth round, just because I think it'd be cool to see like the post, the ensemble set, Barney from High Made Your Mother, just the old dude just still pimping.
1: Right. Um, a a post cool. Sequel,
0: shit, man. I'm I'm drawing blanks on who should get their own show. I don't really, I don't really have any other choices to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is this is tough, mm. tough, tough, tough. I'm trying to think. because a lot of the characters that I would pick already got there. Uh, let me see. I, I can pick a comic book character for sure. Oh, Oh! Uh, they just fucked this up. DC had a hit on their hands and then canceled it for some reason. But Swamp Thing or Man Thing? Swamp Thing is uh, DC. Man Thing is Marvel essentially the same characters. Um, yeah, so I never even got to see it. I don't even know where they have the episodes or whatever, but they greenlit Swamp Thing at the same time they greenlit uh, Titans, and Swamp Thing's pilot came out to rave fucking reviews, and like they were like, yo, this is a great show, and then <laughs> DC canceled it. Um, classic and dc's you know they've been a mess for the last five years since since the at&t time warner merger uh it's been a fucking disaster yeah
1: 92 percent on rotten tomatoes 10 episodes in the first season
0: 2019 i I don't know where to see the season i have yet to see the season but i i don't know if this counts maybe it doesn't because it you know he it got a show but Mm -hmm. like that character's so fucking tight, it should get a, it should he should get a show. But I don't know you could put you could put like Swamp Thing slash like uh, Justice League Dark or fucking uh, Dark Avengers. Like that should be sick, bro. <laughs> well, it'd be sick if I was the fucking scriptwriter though, because they'd be fu- they'd be fucking these things up, bro. <laughs> like, God damn, they'd be fucking some shit up, bro. <laughs> Uh, that's who I'm gonna go with there, and then, um, man, for the final pick, I need a good choice here. Like what? I'm trying to think of a female
2: character that I would love to get her own show. Mm-mm-mm. I thought you were gonna run away with this comic book knowledge and all that shit? Or like a Star Wars character or something? I thought you were
0: popping Well, it's just most stuff is already touched upon. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess I could, but like I don't want to see a Darth Revan TV show. I want to see a Darth Revan movie.
1: Yeah, it's got to be a movie. You know know
0: what I mean? Like, yeah, I want to pick Darth Revan, but (laughs) I just can't be jumping out the gate with Darth Revan, you know? Like, to be honest, X-Men does not work as a movie. And I think to be, you know, true true to X Men as as a franchise, there's too many moving pieces going on to tell a cohesive, very good X Men story in a movie. Although I can easily write one, uh, they just try to do too much. They try to have too many pieces in. Just get the original five: Professor X and Magneto tell that first story, and they build on it. <laughs> but they, we got to get Nightcrawler, Wolverine. I'm like, dog, we like relax. We can't have that many unestablished characters at once. So I think X-Men should move to a TV show, but it should have a just outrageous budget. Yeah.
2: If anybody can do it, it's Marvel. They already got yeah. everybody
0: hooked. Yeah, they have people hooked, but they're they're getting real close to losing people. Uh have you seen well you I was gonna ask a question, you wouldn't even understand what I was gonna ask, but I, I was gonna say Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> Nick has heard me talk about this guy 87 million times. Yeah. <laughs> they released the image of the toy of Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher, and I cannot tell you how fucking Pissed off. I am.
1: (laughs) Let me Google this.
0: It's Christian Bale painted white in a white robe. And that's it. If you Google Gore the God Butcher and then look at what he looks like, it's, oh my God. It's, they just ruined one of the greatest new characters of the last fucking two decades. And they have, they wonder why fucking people won't read comics.
1: Yeah, it's literally him just dressed white in a white rope.
0: So you see the photo. Now Google yeah. Gore the God Butcher. Yeah. Just uh, put like Thor comic book. Right. And you should be able to get the fucking.
2: That's, that's fucking disappointing because you hear Christian Bale. He's playing a villain. It's the Marvel Universe. Like there's a big budget. You, let's, they do it. Up, they did it up for Thanos. Do it up for this dude. Bro, he's not even human.
1: Maybe they will do it up for him. Maybe that they just
0: no, stop. 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 You you know you you couldn't even get that out. You gotta help. He couldn't even get that out. You gotta (laughs) help. He he knows he's he's like. Oh, dude. I I usually keep my opinions about this stuff to myself, but I was because. I can be jaded because I read all this shit. I love that shit. So if it's not fucking perfect, I'll be hard as fuck. But like this one's unacceptable. I'm usually very easygoing about it too, because I'm like, this is the cinematic universe. Like right. it's not the comic books. I don't want to watch what I've already seen.
1: Well, just, maybe he's a human in the cinematic cinematic universe.
0: Just get the character right though. And they well, like they didn't do that at all. <laughs> they just cashed Christian Bale. And they're like, "We need his face to sell shit. Uh, make him a human."
1: Anyways, probably. Anyways. All right, Eric, your pick.
2: Uh, so for my last pick, uh, great show. Remember, you guys remember uh, Erlich or Elric or whatever his name is from Silicon Valley? Nah. TJ Miller, the guy with the long hair, the yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
0: the, the one who, has the incubator.
2: Yeah, the, just keep incubating shit. Like that'd be a cool ass show. Yeah, I don't think I'd watch that. Of course we would.
0: Well, Silicon Valley was good. I don't, I don't see how it can get much better. Dude, I'm just, I'm reaching here, alright? <laughs> <laughs> no, I put X Men as one of my choices. Like they don't have eight movies. <laughs> that sucks that they.
2: What's his name? Gore the God Butcher?
0: Oh, I'm so... He's you, so
2: fucking tight, bro. Are you as mad well, after you what? wrecked my brain with the Shia LaBeouf as Moon Knight? Batman?
0: Oh, man. So, Nick, have you been watching Moon Knight? No. Okay. Great show. Still fantastic, right? But Moon Knight himself is a Jewish character and his father is a rabbi and he's like ex-Special Forces like all kinds of shit, right? As
1: so, as every superhero is, right?
0: He was uh has split personality. And so like that's kind of the selling point on him, right? So he's kind of crazy. <laughs> and so uh Eric was like, Yo, Moon Knight's coming out, blah blah blah. And I was just I just mentioned like casually in passing, I was just like, Oh, I'm just so mad because they cast off Os- they cast Oscar Isaac for everything as the token Hispanic. So, the, so that way they don't cast a white dude so everyone gets mad at them. They pick the token Hispanic. I was just like, you know there's more than one Hispanic. Who looks, who
1: looks like, white enough to be.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, he has the white facial features. Right. And so um, I was like, there's more than one Hispanic, and that's what always bothers me. It's just like if, you're, if you don't want to go white, give more people opportunities. We, Oscar Isaac's paid enough. But Jewish father is a rabbi – Etc. Etc. Crazy, right? Those criterias is how I was looking at casting, and I told Eric I was just like, yeah, I was just mad with the casting because I would have cast Shia LaBeouf.
1: Right, Shia LaBeouf already plays a person with sp- split personality in real life himself,
0: and is Jewish. And is Jewish. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. is Jewish. <laughs> and Eric was just like, Eric, yeah, he's like, I can't look at this character the same once you, yeah, you broke it down like that. And so he was mad when it came out. He's like, I don't even want to watch it anymore. <laughs> Jesus. He pretty much was just like, you know how much better this would be if Shia LaBeouf was Moon Knight? Dude, you know, I was just like, Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. Like, stop trying to be
2: politically correct and just put the right person in the role. But yeah. All
1: right, we'll all right. We'll get ready to be angry because my fifth pick for a character that needs a spinoff show is Jar Jar Banks.
0: Hell yeah! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> You know, his fighting style is based off drunken kung fu, like drunken master kung fu.
1: Yeah. Some people say to me, Nick, Jar Jar Binks is the worst character. He wouldn't possibly make it. To them, I say, shut up. (laughs) And I think Disney should say to them, shut up, we're Disney. And you're going to take it. A Jar Jar Binks show would be the most watched show in human history, yes or no?
0: Yes, because people will watch it to be mad and people right. will watch it just to see what's up. And people will watch it because they like Jar Jar Binks. Disney. Hit me up. So you know Disney's in hot water right now? Oh, for what? Uh there's like a, <laughs> it's political, of course. They jumped what? In, they jumped in to a situation based on a small contingent of people. I mean, 5% is generous, uh, pinging them to speak up against uh, Florida's don't sexualize kids law, essentially what it is. But they named it pretty aggressively so people get mad at it. The name of the law is is like – it's not the name of the law, but it's what people call it is don't say gay. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's a bad name. Essentially, they don't want you teaching kids – Who are five years old About, you know, sucking uh, If you're a boy, sucking another pee-pee Or stuff like that right? They don't want you to teach them that Let let them figure it out and then they find out Like, we don't have to be Sexualizing five-year-olds But, so Disney was getting Pressure from transgender groups To speak out against it So Disney spoke out against it Turns out, polling Says that law Is infinitely popular with both sides it's a partisan law both sides like it democrats like it republicans like it i'm honestly kind of for it because i lived a childhood and i didn't get i wasn't didn't get even think of like sexualization until i was at least 13 and so now Disney's Disney's hot water where 58% of Democrats polled are like, yeah, we're not going to Disney for family friendly friendly stuff. Part of that article that I read is out of Disney's like uh, town hall meetings is a video of a video of Disney saying, yeah, we want to include stuff in our cartoons that will get kids used to sexualization. I and was like Disney was quoted as saying, yo. <laughs> Yikes. That's supposed to be for internal use only. Right. <laughs> I was just like, yo, Disney. But, but Disney has been
1: doing this for a long time. Let's not act like this is real. Sex in the Lion King, uh the I, penis, the penis is in Little Mermaid. There's the
0: there's the shit in Aladdin. I'm not disagreeing, so it's always been there. But nobody knew about it, and that's the difference. That's and what, now like, like, why does why does nobody care
1: about how fucked up we are like as millennials about this stuff? Because like they did it and just never got caught.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so now they have a mission to get over or at 50% of their characters to be LGBTQIA SPCA, plus like and the ceo or like coo of disney is a woman who has a daughter who is uh bisexual and one that's pansexual she has young kids that are both of that i'm like this agenda is insane just let people on that. figure that out themselves no i have All right, something to say there. on
1: that we're a sports podcast, and I don't want to talk about this anymore.
0: Yeah, I look, it just came up because we were talking about Disney, and it was just, it kind of blew my mind. I read it today, and I was just like, wow. <laughs> I was like, Disney, stop getting in political stuff. You don't need to. And you just made it worse for yourself. Yeah, for sure. I, it's insane. I don't understand. All right. So, Eric, read the list back to us. All right,
2: let me pull it up real quick. So, Jermaine's List, Mr. Mayhem. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Sam Jackson from The Other Guys, Zordon and Alpha 5, Swamp Thing, and an X-Men series. I had Ari Gold, Kramer, Chris from The Sopranos, Barney Stinson and Ehrlich, and Nick had Ned Stark, Oromir, uh, The Angel from Supernatural, Alfie Solomons, and Jar Jar Binks.
0: I mean, for no prep, that was a
2: pretty good list. My X-Men 1 might have been cheating though. They have like nine films. Honestly, when I when I when I saw the idea and I decided to use it for this episode, I had Ari Gold in mind. And then after that I didn't give a shit. I was like, <laughs> as long as I get Ari Gold first, I'm not making that mistake again. After that, I don't give a shit. <laughs>
0: oh. Who's Randall Gurchuk saved my life? Google that guy's name. Who's Randall Gurchuk? Oh, is Gearcha? Yeah, it's R A N D A L L G R I C H U K.
2: Baseball outfielder.
0: Yeah, why did he save Nick's life? Let's find out.
2: Takes a homer away from Corey Seager. Oh,
0: I didn't watch that highlight. Was it gnarly? Oh, uh,
1: dude, it's a snag. Like it's over. It's a three-run home run that, at the time, the game was a two-one game.
0: Who, mean, who was who was who was down? Corey Seager.
1: Uh, the Rangers were down. Yeah.
0: Uh, court Seager's on the Rangers now.
1: <laughs> Indeed.
2: Holy shit! I forgot about that, dude. They had to give somebody up. They got everybody else.
0: That's right. The Dodgers did have to lose somebody. And they don't they have Trey Turner still? Correct. So he plays shortstop for them now. Correct. (laughs) That's not a loss. (laughs) It's addition by
2: subtraction. What? It's funny that you bring this up. I was reading something today about uh, the star power in LA. Just in your head, go through it real quick: Dodgers, Angels, Lakers, Clippers, Rams, Chargers. How many stars are in this city? There's hell of talent. There was like twenty people they named that are like off the cuff. Yeah. Yeah, like you can. You can recognize Khalil McDonald.
0: Mack, Joey Bosa, Aaron Donald, Justin Herbert, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Sean McVay.
2: Odell Beckham. He's not signed. Well, they was on the list because I guess he was there last year or whatever. Oh
0: yeah, but he's not signed,
2: so it's an incorrect
0: list. <laughs> <laughs> um, LeBron James, Anthony e. Davis, Russell Westbrook. Right. Then you have on PG. Ka- Yeah, Kawhi, uh, Paul George. Um, so Shohei, Trout, mm
1: -hmm. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, it was Mookie Betts, yeah,
0: and then uh, Justin Turner's a star to me, but maybe he doesn't count.
1: I mean, I think all I think all the Dodgers players are stars.
0: Yeah, Trey Turner, Trevor Bauer, Walker Bueller
2: So the list was based off, I believe, they used following on social media. As well as, like, what you've done in your Oh, sport. so there was, like, research in this thing. Yeah. just named And, people. like, Julio <laughs> Rios apparently has a huge following. Well, he's Hispanic. Yeah. Sense. But, dude, it's crazy how much star power one city has. And then you look at New York, who has this almost the same amount of teams, and it's like, what's going on? You guys can't attract anybody because you're all shit organizations? Well,
0: it's because New York sucks, though. New York will not even let you go eat at a restaurant without fucking sacrificing your firstborn child. <laughs> <laughs> so uh nick are you almost ready to, to go through MLB and, opening and, and, day? and their
1: and their taxes are crazy
0: <laughs> t- dude their taxes are crazy it's cold and hot All <laughs> right, you know what i mean when like, it's not when
1: it's not cold it's like disgustingly hot
0: yeah it smells bad um there's just so many people there not that L- la smells bad too though so the problem is, is all those stars live on the outskirts. The outskirts of New York is just like New York. It's all shitty. It's all shitty as well, dude. In order to live a good life in New York, you had to live in Connecticut.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But then you still have to drive into New York, which is one of the worst drives in the nation. The thing about L.A. is that why did COVID hit New York so hard? Is because it's literally people on top of people. L.A. Like prisoners. L.A. has like you know the same probably more population but it's so it's so spread out that's why when you're flying into la you're like oh my god <laughs> like, this, yeah this city goes on like to the horizon
0: yeah the uh what's the saying is like the people who run new york live in connecticut that's uh, the yeah, that's not shocking that that's the saying because connecticut has like One of the high so New Haven has one of the highest crime rates in America, right? New Haven, Connecticut. But Connecticut has some of the most wealth, like per capita, because like everyone who runs LA lives in Connecticut. Like my buddy's pops uh, owned a um, boilermaker business, or no, sorry, a boiler room like business. Is it are they boiler makers?
1: All right. Uh they should be it should be a boiler room, yeah, or boilers.
0: Yeah, boiler, like whatever you would call that business. He owned that business and he did all his work was in New York, but he lived right. on a on a lake in Connecticut. And he would just drive to the train station so the train like Grand Central Station goes all the way out to Connecticut. So you would drive your car, park at the train station, hop the train, ride it into New York.
1: Outside of New York.
0: Yeah, outside so, yeah. of New York. It would lead yep. New York into Connecticut. And I was just like, yo, that's actually kind of sick. Right. Tra- taking a train to work every day sounds cool as fuck in theory. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Until you actually have to do
1: it. <laughs> Until you do it and you're like, screw this.
0: <laughs> all right, let's go through uh, opening day. What do you What do you want to talk about?
1: Uh, I mean, baseball is finally here. It's the best day. I celebrated opening day by going to Nats Park, watching the Nats get throttled by the uh, Mets.
0: Did uh, they lose the series? Uh, after, I think they like, got swept. They got oh, they got swept. Yeah, I
1: think they got swept. Um, yeah, I mean, I like like Thursday th- opening day is is always good. Uh, some highlights for for opening day. Um. Bobby Witt uh, is the first player in his debut to hit an RBI extra base hit in the seventh inning or later. You know how these baseball stats go. Some poor intern has to look it up.
0: Well, the problem Um, is is that there's been so many stats. In order to keep people interested, they have to create new ones. Right.
1: Um. Yeah I mean I the Yankees Red Sox is is always is always a good way uh Josh John, Josh Do, Josh Donaldson, excuse me, uh provided the walk-off win in extra innings. Uh we got to see the first uh thing of umpires talking, umpires mic'd up, and I for one love it.
0: I'm I'm pro refs talking for whatever reason they never really say anything that interesting right. or exciting but I'm like I like
1: it. It's it, it whenever they say something though it's something to point at the TV when you're among your friends and be like see
0: <laughs> see <laughs> vindicated yeah
1: because he's like oh ball hit the wall that's a home run you're like that nah, that home run like I said
0: Josh Donaldson is on the Rockies. Uh, I mean, Johnson, sorry, but on the Yankees is what I meant.
1: He is. If you were on the Rockies, I would be a lot more excited.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'd have two third basemen. So that actually Chris Bryant plays outfield is what I found out.
1: There you go. Yeah. And he can't catch balls either. Is he bad off, in the outfield? Off to a great, no, I mean, it was really windy, but he dropped. Well, no, I'm not even going to do that excuse. Yeah, he's not been good so far. Um, the, the Tigers, the reason that I bring up that the umpire thing is the Tigers – uh, w- started their season with a walk off against Chicago because of a video review. The ball hit the wall. Hmm. When, oh, yeah. Jermaine's excited because it's because <laughs> the Tigers won on their quest to the World Series.
0: I was like, why did he stop talking? I was just giving the the Kurt Angle fingers up.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. The the I mean that uh, a couple of other highlights. The Blue Jays. Were, uh, we're down in the 7th inning. We're down 8 nothing in the 7th inning. Ended up winning
0: 10-8. Get uh, the fuck out of here.
1: No. I will not. It what an interesting storyline to follow this year is actually going to be can the Blue Jays bats keep up with their terrible rotation? Cuz it is not. It is not good in they, Toronto.
0: They lost uh man, what picture did they just lose? They? Robbie Ray. Like one of the Robbie Ray win. went to Seattle. Right, Seattle? Uh huh. Seattle, Yeah. No, they are one of the, they are a, they darling. a terrible rotation. They have an awful pitching staff. Yes. Right.
1: So, also, I'm going to talk about a couple of good bets here that you guys should follow as the, uh, as the season goes on. Anytime a main lineup starter, like a main starter, has a birthday, bet him to hit a home run or <laughs> bet him to do well.
0: Is that true?
1: I don't know. I just know that Jeff McNeil had his birthday on opening day and hit a home run. (laughs) And I didn't bet him. And I always forget to bet him. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Pena had a great moment. Jeremy Pena plays for the Astros. He had a great moment on TV where his parents were being interviewed when he came up to bat uh, in the top of the seventh and he hit a home run. He hit his first career home run while his parents were being interviewed. That's Absolutely.
0: always fun. I love when that happens. Well, maybe uh, not first career, but just in general when the player does well while his parents are being interviewed. Right.
1: Uh, it's it's always – it's it was cool to see, at least for me, it was cool to see Russell Wilson uh, throw out the first pitch in Coors Field. For those of you who don't know, he was drafted by the Rockies in 2010 and actually spent two years – when he was deciding between baseball and football, he spent two years in, in the in the Rockies organization, and it was it's just really cool because you know Russell Wilson is a guy that really likes baseball, and during the interview, it's it's always nice because he's giving Russell Wilson obviously we know very scripted responses and how special it is to be in Denver and yada 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 and blah blah blah, and I always like when athletes break the character and they become the person that they are so what it was is somebody hit a double into the gap for Colorado and he instantly turned from athlete giving interview into fan watching the game and he was like yelling at the guy like get to get to like make sure you're on two. and like started clapping and then was like oh shit I still need to give an interview and like then sat back down and like gave the interview but it's always fun when like athletes like show you what their actual personality is.
0: I do it's really funny because like I love what PR does because some people are fucking dummy heads and will say the wrong thing right. at all right. times. But you kind of wish you would get more of those human moments so I right. like these people more. But trivia question for you, right? Uh, first of all, quick update. Tigers are 2-4. and four. I'm looking right – I got them right where I want to be. Question, who has the biggest run differential in the MLB right now? And bonus, what do you think the run differential is, Eric? Feel free to join in as well. Braves, Braves, you yeah. say Braves? Who do you got, Nick? Pick a number. Thank you. The
1: biggest, the biggest run differential
0: right now, six games in. Some teams may have played seven.
1: Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess I did. I only looked plus. I didn't. Look okay. Negative. All right. <laughs> Uh no 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 it's still even negatives are no this is it's a plus number okay so it's a better team uh Braves is not the answer Pittsburgh Pirates is not the answer also oh
1: oh uh can I can I can I do my guess again yeah I didn't think the Pirates was a real it's the Cleveland Guardians where are they coming from (laughs) yo. Did they I get have
0: 45 it? runs right Dude, now. Dude, I
1: don't know what what this team is. I hope they cool off real quick because that would mess up anything that I predicted.
0: They have 45 runs. They're four and two, and they have a plus 23 run
2: differential.
1: Yeah, I knew it was. good. like I I was just thinking like through the teams, and I was like, the Guardians I are are good.
2: Almost eight runs a game, right?
1: And, and forty five
2: divided by six, half. yeah. And yeah.
1: today, today, opening day was last Thursday, folks. Today was the first day that Stephen Kwan swung and missed at a pitch. <laughs> you heard that correctly, folks. <laughs> today, today, today. It's it's Wednesday. He almost went almost a week with without it. By the way, just just for reference. He's had 15 at-bats. If you assume four pitches for an at-bat, which is low, Guess that man, that. Has, seen, that man has seen 60 pitches in the majors as a rookie, and he has not swung and missed on any of them.
2: So, well, one he swung and what, missed. Now he his. has swung and missed on what, one a Yes, a Before you. today's game, I do not know he had swung and missed, but it was up to 115 pitches that he hadn't swung and missed at.
1: Right. That's insane.
2: 115. I mean, he does not swing at all of them, but yeah, he never took 115 pitches and hadn't swung and missed on any of them. I under Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> I'm not trying to make this. this uh, Eric,
0: was, Eric was just like, he didn't swing at all of them. I'm like, I get what that means. Bro. He
1: leads the leagues. He, le- he leads in, in 24 plate appearances. He already <laughs> has seven walks.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's that's a So, he so th- one third of his at bats essentially correct. Seven and a half runs a game for the Cleveland Indians
1: through five games. He has a six sixty seven batting average and a seven fifty on base percentage.
0: What a bum! It went down from seven hundred batting average. He's not even trying anymore. If you consider the
1: stat OPS plus, and I know we're only five games into 162 season, but OPS plus. Yeah, adjusts, but
0: extrapolate. Let's finish the season. Adjust,
1: adjusts for, uh, adjusts for uh, park factors and everything like that. So essentially OPS plus is playing on a neutral stadium, a, a, averaged against MLB players. 100 is average. Right now, his OPS plus on base percentage plus slugging is three hundred and eighty five.
0: No! <laughs> That's the craziest OPS plus I've ever heard in my he life. He has
1: hit. He has hit no home runs and only three extra base hits, and his OPS plus is three eighty five. <laughs> he is walking in twenty nine percent of his at bats. <laughs>
0: That is insane, dude. (laughs) Look, I'm I'm a big fan of, I always tell Nick, I'm always a big fan of first month and a half baseball, and then I get really annoyed until all-star game. (laughs) And then I'm like, baseball's back,
1: baby. I love the opening series because you can always get (laughs) likes or follows by tweeting what pace somebody is on. (laughs) <laughs> yes
0: dude. So he so says let's so he let's has let's seven let's get... walks over <laughs> no. six games. Right? Right? Well let's what? let's
1: let's do this by plate appearance. Let's say he gets 550 plate appearances.
0: Right? That's, that's pretty average. He's going to <laughs> awkward, awkward. awkward silence. Yeah. Count the he's, numbers. He's going to
1: get 160 walks. <laughs> He's going to walk 160 times.
0: I am pro. And the
1: Guardians are going to be World Series champions.
0: I am pro him hitting that number. I would love to hear how ridiculous. That, so 160 walks is an unbreakable stat.
1: I don't, Yeah, I, I want to see who the who the leaders in. Barry,
2: Barry Bonds had 232. In a season, Eric? 232 2004.
1: Yeah, I in, mean, but in one I mean, but, season,
2: I mean, but 2004.
1: Yeah, but that Barry Bond stat is is incredible. unbreakable. I mean,
0: it's unbreakable. Yeah, we already have the unbreakable walk record, bro. Yeah, that I, I'm well, still not sure that's correct, bro.
1: So Juan Soto last year got walked 145 times.
0: Oh, so 163 is not that. It ain't shit.
1: I mean, yeah, he's gonna lead. he's gonna lead, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean it's not two thirty-two Barry Bonds. No, that's, bro. that's I mean, Barry Bonds has four hundred more than the next person in his career.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, because Barry Bonds got walked in the World Series, Eric, with the bases loaded.
2: I'm just giving you a step. I
0: know. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Greatest him.
2: baseball player of all time.
0: Thank you. He is the greatest baseball player of all time. No, he's not. He's not even a Hall of Famer. Don't you start. With me. You know I'm on. <laughs> <angry. laughs> No, I'm I've already angry. Okay. <laughs> Did you see him bite the inside of his cheek? Bro? <laughs> oh, poke the bear, poke the bear. Uh,
1: I guess, I guess personally, for me on opening day, um, the Rockies could have swept the Dodgers in a four game series. They didn't uh, because the Rockies had a rocky inning. Uh, for me on opening day, since I was at the uh, Nats game. Uh, the Nats pitchers just kept hitting everybody. Yeah. And all the stars. They pegged Pete Alonzo game one. They they pegged Francisco Lindor game two. Benches cleared. But just like baseball, nothing happened.
2: Well, I, I wanted to ask you, um, I like to put a, year, a bet every year at the beginning of baseball season. Last year, I did the Twins. It backfired on me. I watched one baseball game this year. It was the Braves. I believe it was Nats. It was the Braves just looked fucking good. What would you say if I put Braves World Series winners? Smart bet.
1: So the Braves last year won the World Series with what? 89 wins? 88, I think it was. 88 wins. They added almost 10 wins this year in the offseason. So I would say that's not a bad bet. They basically just – it's, it's 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 going to be Braves-Dodgers. in. You can book right now. You can book that I predicted it's Braves-Dodgers in the – in the uh, NLCS,
2: I'm gonna see what that well, I'm gonna see what that pays out on the water real quick.
1: What Braves Dodgers? Yeah. Do they have the matchups posted already?
2: uh they won't give me ALCS or NLCS. Classics, classic Bavada. Yeah. You see that video of the uh, who? I guess what is it when you're blowing somebody out, you let outfielders pitch, and the dude from the NAS talks it at uh one of the Braves players.
1: Oh, and he collapsed. Darno, yeah.
2: Darno, fucking sold it like a ham. Right.
0: That's fucking great. I need to get a podcast cooler so I don't cause a ruckus when. That like, was
1: I was I was about to mention what ruckus was being caused. Was like, is, <laughs> did, is Jermaine fighting off a burglar with the fridge?
0: yeah I hit him with the old one two one two. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, I should get some beers and." You know, for like the last three weeks, I was like, I should really empty the 30 pack into the fridge. so I could just grab them. But no, I just turned it sideways, left them in the box. So I have to be very careful so it doesn't roll out. Okay. And that's what you heard. And now my hair is a mess because of my headphones. Okay. All right. So uh, opening day, always eventful, always great. Eric, you were what, 12 of 15 picking yeah, the 12 series? 12 15,
2: right?
0: Yeah. Nick, you were what?
1: Seven of 12.
2: I should have gone 13, but my or seven of 15. To the Yankees, I was like, I was about seven, to
0: ask for seven clarification. Bro.
1: Seven so, of 15.
0: I <laughs> was just like, How did Eric go 12 of 15 and you went seven of 12? Did I you just abscond from three? Seasons? Yeah, I absconded. Yeah, so you picked the Red Sox over the Yankees, of
2: course. Every time,
0: okay. Are you aren't you a Phillies fan though?
2: No, what. Oh, you're he's...
1: from but you're from Philadelphia.
2: No, I'm from Texas.
1: But you're Portuguese. And why are oh, you an Portuguese. Eagles fan?
2: Listen, bro, I have to rebel <laughs> against my dad some way. He's wait, Cowboy but you're wait, but you're
1: Portuguese, but a friend, a uh, Italian fan?
2: Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of whoever's hot at that
0: time.
2: <laughs> all right? Just, I'm technically a Braves fan right now. We just kept
0: doing it, dude. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our opening day review. We love opening day on this podcast because it's known as Bobby Bonilla Day.
1: (laughs) I don't think opening day is Bobby Bonilla Day.
0: What day is Bobby Bonilla Day? Can you look
1: up Bobby Bonilla Day, Eric?
0: What? I thought
1: he – It's not opening day. It's later in the season. It's like June or something.
0: Opening day always changes. I think it's in May. I think Bobby Bonilla Day is in May. July 1st. Yeah, Ju- All right, July first. That's really late into the season.
2: July first is Bobby Bonilla Day
0: because that's when he gets the check, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I just want to clarify: Bobby Bonilla Day is the day he gets
2: the check, right? Yeah. Every July first, the Mets pay Bobby Bonilla one million one hundred ninety-three thousand two hundred forty-six dollars and twenty cents. <laughs>
0: All right. Mark it down. July 1st. I'll say it again. I always, we always do this, you and I, because we always get excited at the start of baseball season. We're like, ah, Bobby Bonilla Day. And then we're like, wait a minute. It's not Bobby Bonilla Day. (laughs) Right. I think we've done this every year we've had a podcast. Probably. Yeah. So the shout out Bobby Bonilla Day just passed. (laughs) All right. So we're going to get into uh, NBA playoffs, right? Um, Go through some of the seedings, go through some of the, uh, crazy stuff that's going on. Talk about the play in games, explain the play and games, so on and so forth. So we'll start Eastern conference first. So the Eastern conference, uh, one seed is the Miami heat. They uh, ended up getting the top spot in the conference, despite having a very tumultuous injury season. So the Boston, Hottest team since January 1st, best team in the league, best team in the Eastern Conference, uh, ended 51-31. Milwaukee, 51-31 in the three seed. 51-31, you have the 76ers in the four seed. 48-34 to Raptors at the five seed. Bulls finished in the six seed, 46-36. Then you had the play-in game, play-in bracket. You had the seven through ten seeds. Brooklyn 4438, Cleveland 4438, Atlanta 4339, Charlotte 4339. So, if you were listening to those numbers, no team, every team finished four games or more above 500. And the preseason title favorites, the 7 seed Brooklyn Nets are in the play in the bracket. They already won. They clinched the seventh seed. They're slotted to face Brooklyn. Only ten games, ten games, separated the one seed from the ten seed in the Eastern Conference.
2: See, that's cool. I still feel like Miami had a chokehold choke hold on it for most of the year, though. Like I feel like they were no, just cruising.
0: They were not. They weren't in the first seed until like March. Really? Chicago was the one seed until
2: March. I forget about how you guys got devastated by but
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Chicago had the ultimate choke job.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, we'll get into that stat later on in the podcast that I have for you to represent the choke job that Chicago had. But Chicago was the one seed until March and then went on a catastrophic collapse, ended up the seed, just outside of the play-in brackets. Um, then you had – so, it's the closest of any conference since this, the merger in 1976, 1977. And there was only one team with a negative differential
2: Chicago. I was waiting for you. <laughs> I saw your screen and I knew it was coming, but I was like, is he going to say it or is he going to make me say it? Oh, oh, oh man. Oh, <laughs> so,
0: um, you know, I just had to get that across. So shout out to the Eastern Conference. Uh, for a while there, I think it was I, easily since
2: Jordan retired. It's been a Western Conference league. Right? I was going to say, I'm used to a shoddy five through eight Eastern Conference teams. Right. Like this year, I mean, we'll get into it a little further, but it looks like the two seed is going to have a tough time. It looks like the four seed <laughs> is going to have a tough time. One in one – in, well, one in three should fine, but. The three seats done, bro. They're about to get cooked. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they'll be enjoying the time <laughs> off waiting for the other series. Yeah, because
0: they're going to be getting sun. You know, yeah. they'll be on the beach <laughs> they'll chilling. Be waiting for the next
2: to yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No disrespect. <laughs> no, dude, I've been saying it since March 15th. I said the Bulls will not win a series. Yeah. And it's clear cut now. And now they're playing the defending champs. Like that's all you need to know. Yeah. So we walked through the Eastern Conference seating. We'll go and walk through the Western Conference now. Western Conference seating is Phoenix at 64 and 18, far and away the best record in um, the NBA, and eight games above the two seed Memphis, 56 and 26. Then you had Golden State, fifty-three to twenty-nine, coming in at three seed. Then you had Dallas, fifty-two and thirty, in a miraculous turnaround. That trade at the trade deadline, we'll get into it a little later. But yo, (laughs) shout out the unicorn, bro. Then you had Utah, forty-nine and thirty-three. I told Nick they wouldn't win fifty wins. Suck my dick. Uh, Denver had forty-eight and thirty-four, and that rounds out the top six. Now we're getting into the play in bracket portion of it. 46 and 36 Minnesota Timberwolves were the 17. 42 and 40 Los Angeles Clippers were the eight seed. 36 and 46 New Orleans Pelicans are the 9 seed and 34 48 the San Antonio Spurs are the 10 seed. So this is kind of a question I got I got for you Eric. 14 games below 500.
2: Yeah.
0: And they're considered a play in team. No. I, I understand why they're doing it. I love the play in bracket, yeah. but man, I looked at that record.
2: It's just, it's that it was designed for teams that were not that far behind to stay competitive, to make the last few games of the year more competitive. But you can't let a team. Four, you see, fourteen games under five hundred. Fourteen, bro. Come oh, yeah. on, man. There's gotta be, there's gotta be like a, a rule that you gotta be within striking distance for it to count. <laughs> like, you can't just get rewarded with a playoff appearance because you got a two game lucky streak at the end. Like, but I'm a fan of the tournament.
0: Uh, overall, love the play-in bracket, but when I saw the fourteen game yeah. difference for
2: the for the final playing bracket, and I, we talked about it earlier, your fourteen games. Behind oh, and you make
0: the play in. No hold on you want me to phrase it the way I phrase yeah, it. Yeah, go right. ahead
2: and phrase it. <laughs> I, I I just want all of our fan our fans to hear this. So possibly. the
0: worst team to make it only had 34 wins this season, only 34 to make the play on, play in bracket. The 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 penultimate preseason title favorites. Right? The penultimate preseason title favorites <laughs> didn't even win 34 games. <laughs> like, it's insane. San Antonio had 34 wins, the Los Angeles Lakers, that means they had to have 33 or fewer <laughs> wins. <laughs> and they were the penultimate title favorites. Uh, some of my Western Conference talking points. Two teams below 500, we just tossed that. Lowest win total of the 20 teams, 34. 14 games below 500. Two teams with a negative deferential and one seed finished eight game. The one seed finished eight games, both of the two seeds. So I already touched on that. So <clears throat> we'll, t- we'll jump into the bottom 10. Draft lottery, Houston, Orlando, Detroit, 14%. That was the exercise I had Nick rank <laughs> to see. See if he can rank what order they landed in. I actually wish we wrote down that order. Because uh, I want to know if he ended up with Houston, Orlando, Detroit. <laughs> and then Oklahoma City rounds out the top four with 12.5 per cent. Um, Yeah, shout out to the Lakers for finishing 15 games below 500 and blowing Nick and I's parlay. You sons of bitches. <laughs> All you had to do was make the playoffs, (laughs) and that didn't happen. All right, so we'll walk you through. We'll pick who he wins each conference. We'll give you some stats. We'll give you some some goodies. And uh, we'll actually start with the four or five of the Eastern Conference.
2: So do you want to hit him with the stats, or do you want me to rant real quick? Ah,
0: Feel free, my friend. I always allow Nick to rant before we get into the actual meat and potatoes. Therefore, I will let EPE
2: rant before we get into the meat and potatoes. So the 4-5 in the East is the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Toronto Raptors. I am a gigantic 76ers fan. Um, most of the year, Embiid played at a caliber, uh, MVP caliber level. Um, we were crushing. I thought we had a good chance to make the Eastern Conference Finals. I thought we had a good chance to make the Finals. Um, and then we traded for James Harden and... That high lasted for about four games, <laughs> and now I'm waking up to text from Nick saying how nervous I am about the Raptors beating the Sixers, and I honestly have the Raptors beating the Sixers as one of my three upsets in the first round. You have
0: three upsets in the first round? Si, Season yours. All right, we'll get to that in a second then. Uh, you're, you're you're muted, man. my man. <laughs> yeah, sorry ladies and gentlemen Nick's having a little technical, technical Um, I wish I could hear his his. So, he was definitely talking shit Oh me. yeah, and I wish <laughs> I could have heard it too Because,
2: you know, it's comforting Alright, so So just the last few points here One, we're, we're, we're feeling it on defense Ben Simmons being a bitch, quitting on us We haven't been able to fill that gap He would play one through five, he would stop the transition We can't do that We have a guy who's an MVP caliber offensive player But somehow Probably might be one of the worst starting players to be a defender. Um, we're not going to have Matisse Thybul because he shows he not to be vaccinated, so he can't play in Toronto. Big props to him for sticking to his guns, but that really sucks. Um, it's going to come down to Tobias Harris and JoJo Is JoJo's going to do his part. I don't know if Tobias has it in him. He's got 180 mil. He should have it in him. Dude, he's one of the top 15 highest paid players. He's the 15th highest paid
0: player in this league. Uh man, that's that's such an insane thing to just say out loud.
2: <laughs> like the dudes never averaged 20 points in a game in a season.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Man, he must have blackmail on the GM, dude. <laughs> this is easily gotta have blackmail. All right, so we're talking about the four or five in the Eastern Conference. Um 5131, Philadelphia faces 4834. Raptors uh, point differentials respectively for the four seed has 2.6 is 10th in the NBA. Toronto is 2.3 11th in the NBA. Uh, Toronto has an offensive rating. That's 15th and defensive rating. That's ninth. overall net rating. 12th uh, Philadelphia has 11th offensive rating, 12th uh, defensive rating and overall ninth net rating. And, uh, The odds versus Toronto puts Philadelphia at 48% and Toronto at 52%. What I will say is a few talking points. Toronto plays their starting five load heavy. So the opposite of the San Antonio Spurs. They maximize minutes on their starting five already. So as rotations shrink, you know, Toronto can't play their starters much more. So their differentials, their offensive and defense ratings are going to stay as anticipated, as expected, right? Um, whereas Philadelphia, Joel Embiid had the highest point output four minutes played in NBA history. Like, it's insane. The dude was averaging the lowest amount of points to average – uh, lo- sorry, lowest amount of minutes to average the most amount of points that he averaged. He ended up winning the scoring title. If I'm not mistaken, it was 30.3 points per game. Like, you know, I could be correct. Give or give take plus or minus one one point. What? 30.6. 30.6, so .3 off. Um, but backup of center for Philadelphia has been an issue. Whenever JoJo sits, the differential drops 16 points. 76ers opponents have shot 64.9% in transition since James Harden arrived. So, if Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., that's who I was trying to remember the other day who played for Toronto. Yeah. Why did I blank on that guy? Anyways, Pascal Siakam, OG Anunoby, Precious Achua, if they, can, if they can get out and run on Philadelphia, this series will be Toronto's two win. But JoJo's increase in minutes, rest between games. James Harden, increase in minutes, rest between games. I don't think Toronto has enough. Eric has the upset. I'll take Philadelphia based on tactics, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think Philadelphia squeaks out a very tough series. I, I honestly think this can
2: go seven. So the advantage that Toronto has slows down in playoff basketball. They are We get killed on transition, and there's going to be transition play, in, but in a seven-game series, it's going to slow down. Hopefully, Doc is a good coach. I can see the Sixers winning, but I'm extremely nervous about this series.
0: Oh man, excuse me. Yeah, so it's actually a lot closer than it should be, but it is a four or five, so it's not very shocking. Uh, it's actually, it's actually my most exciting series of the first round. Do
1: you know that Philly has a has a has a slower pace than Toronto this year, though, Eric? Uh, I, I
2: think they do. Yeah, let me pull it up.
1: So, does that change your mind? Does it change my mind? I, it doesn't change my mind. I think Philly's winning.
0: No, it doesn't change my mind. I honestly, well, pace I'm, just, play- I'm just
1: saying the stat that you gave, Eric, was in playoff basketball. Toronto's pace is not good for playoff basketball.
0: Right. He so, was, yeah. Philly,
1: Philly has a pace that's less than Toronto's.
0: Oh, Philly does have a pace. Yes. Oh, you're saying you're not. I'm asking. saying I'm not. Yeah, I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, what is what's Toronto's pace? A uh, home or away? Uh, do they have the sum total of both? Uh, no, they only have home and away.
1: I mean, I can make a sum total real quick if you'd like to.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get that. I was just I got too specific. <laughs> It's like when you go to Subway and they ask you too many questions. Give me a sandwich. And why? <laughs> um, right. Yeah, their total
1: their total pace is ninety eight point nine five. So that basically means per
0: hundred processions.
1: Per hundred yeah, hundred possessions.
0: Mm-hmm. Ninety eight point nine five. All right, that's not good, but it's below it, average. Yeah, it's below average.
2: Yeah, and uh, you're getting Philadelphia's right now. <clears throat> oh yeah, hold on. It's crazy that we went from being the number one team last year in transition with Ben running point to this drastic of a drop. Like, I fuck that guy. But yeah, he, qu- on he quit because
0: he sucked in the playoffs, and that's pretty pathetic. But Billy 98. 98. All right, so it's, it's negligible. You know, like they both,
1: they both are incredibly slow.
0: Yeah, they're both incredibly slow. The one benefit for that is that Toronto playing that pace won't take advantage of Philly's flaw. And Philly will increase the minutes of their stars. And so
2: And just thinking about how I mean I've been watching basketball since five years old. Who's gonna stop JoJo on this team?
0: Well, first of all, you can ask that for every team. <laughs> well,
2: well, Giannis, Giannis and him go at it.
0: But he doesn't, he doesn't
2: stop him. Yeah, stop him. yeah. But I'm <laughs> he still gets thirty in early round, In an early round playoff, that superstar power can take you to the next round. Yeah, and after that, it comes down to coaching and all that bullshit.
0: So, uh, my Toronto stat. I just want to spotlight my boy Scotty Barnes, not getting enough love for uh, rookie of the year. Average fifteen point four points, seven point six rebounds, and has the best player efficiency rating out of the rookie of the year candidates at sixteen point three seven. Um, I just think – and first of all, if you ever talk to me about basketball, you know I love Fred Pembley. Pro Toronto, don't think they pull the series out. If they do pull the series out, I will not be surprised. So we'll go ahead and move into the 3-6 matchup. 3-6, we have defending champions Milwaukee taking on the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Milwaukee's 51-31 with uh, point differential 3.4. That's seventh in the NBA. Offensive rating is third, defensive rating is 14th, net rating is eighth. Um, Milwaukee in 2020-2021, which we all remember as the year that Milwaukee won the championship, went from number nine in defense defensive efficiency to number one in the playoffs, right? So that's regular season two playoffs. So that's a nine. Oh, that's eight-ranking jump, right? So Milwaukee this year finished 14th in defensive efficiency. TBD to see what they do in the playoffs. But Brooke Lopez had back surgery. Their starting center, big-time defensive player for them. Uh, He's only played 11 games this year. Since returning from back surgery, if I'm not mistaken, he played seven. Six or seven games before the playoffs uh kicked off. Uh opponents shooting at the rim when Brooke Lopez is the closest defender are 12 for 40. That's 30%. So expect a jump in defensive efficiency, which has been their Achilles' heel this year. Right. Giannis Antetokounmpo in his career has logged the most minutes this season at center, and there's been almost no falloff in efficiency for the team. Giannis Antetokounmpo has been more of a facilitator this year. He shot more jump shots, made more jump shots. I mean, in a year where he's well, – he's uh, he's no, two-time MVP, Jokic won last year. Yeah. So in a year where, you know, everyone's talking about Jokic, everyone's kind of ignoring Giannis Antetokounmpo, whose PER, let me – see if i can pull this up real quick so uh it's uh it's gotta be it's so close to Jokic's. so he's 32.12 which is second right this year Nikola Jokic. i'll explain what he did but second is 32.12 and, I, and I'll, when we get to denver i'll explain player efficiency rating a little better so going into it, Chicago 4636 minus 0.4 point differential. That's 20th in the NBA. Offensive rating, 13th, defensive rating, 23rd, net rating, 20th. Um 5% odds versus Milwaukee.
2: There's a chance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Chicago finished the season one and 14 against the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. That is good enough for second worst all time behind the 2019-2020 Orlando Magic, who went 0 and 14. They are 23rd in three point percentage since the All Star break, and average the fewest attempts per game from three. I mean, the bet to make on this is Milwaukee 4-0 sweep. Not even close. Take Milwaukee to cover the spread all four games. I mean, this is about to be a bludgeoning. These are division rivals, and the Bulls are about to get trounced. And I will watch all four games. (laughs) And so now we'll get into the uh, 2 seed. Boston is 51-31. Point differential is 7.3. That's second in the NBA. Ninth offensive rating. First defensive rating, second net rating, and Marcus Smart is slated to be the first point guard since Gary Payton in 1996 to win the Defensive Player of the Year award. Uh, that's substantial because that's freaking insane. 1996, 06, you know, 16. It's 22 years. It's insane. I don't know. That's mad. Sounds wrong. 28. 26 or something like that yeah who knows math is hard they'll actually be playing brooklyn and brooklyn is 44 and 38 and 15th in the nba point differential 10th offensive rating 20th defensive rating 15th net rating bruce brown is the secret weapon to the brooklyn nets last year milwaukee disrespected this man By literally taking his defender and sitting him in the paint. Saying, Bruce Brown ain't shit. You a pro who can't hit a jumper to save your goddamn life. Go serve some fries and a burger with that bum-ass milkshake. And he's averaging 14.7 points, 5.5 rebounds, 3.7 assists in March. Right Then they have a second round steal. Kessler Edwards. 47.4% 47.4% from three in 12 games in March. He plays forward from them. He earned a standard contract with that shooting and play. And so this Brooklyn team, not very good at defense. Don't anticipate them getting better at defense. But talent trumps, and we'll see what, if offense can beat defense. We're often proved wrong that they can't. And this is going to be a very interesting matchup of styles. You have Boston, number one in defensive rating. You have, you know, the Nets who aren't number one, but they have two 50-plus point scores in the last month and a half in Kyrie and KD. That'll be a fascinating matchup. And then Miami is still waiting their opponent. Miami, uh, Tyler Hero is a lock for the sixth man. He's averaging 20.7 points per game off the bench. Uh, eat your heart out Tobias Harris five boards, four assists as well, Uh, Miami's 53 and 29, 4.4 point differential, that's 6th in the NBA 12th offensive rating, 4th defensive rating, and 4.5 net rating, which is good for 6th and Dunpley playing the winner of the Los Angeles Clippers versus the New Orleans
2: Pelicans Um, who do you got in that matchup? Wait, Miami's, Miami's playing the winner of uh, Cleveland
0: and Oh, sorry. They're playing. <laughs> I was talking about the Western Conference. They're they're playing the winner of uh, Cleveland, Cleveland Atlanta. and Atlanta. Yeah. Who do you got winning that matchup? Cleveland Atlanta? You're near, yeah. Who do you got? Who do you got? Uh, Atlanta? Atlanta's, getting in. Atlanta's winning. Atlanta's yeah. winning? Okay. Yes. Uh, you said Cleveland earlier today, so that's weird. Uh, the front court lineup of Jared Allen, Laurie marketing and Evan Mobley outscored opponents by – 8 or 7.9 points per 100 possessions. Um, And this is their first 500 seasons since the departure of LeBron James. The Atlanta Hawks are 37.4% from three-point. That's second in the NBA. 10 players with over 103-point attempts. The worst percentage of the 10, 36.1%. If you take that one player's percentage and compare it to the league, he is better. They are their worst three point percentage shooter is better than nineteen other NBA teams. So we'll go ahead and move into the Western Conference. We'll start four or five again. We'll work closest matchup to to the outside. We have Dallas taking on Utah. Lucas postseason averages. Thirty-three and a half points, eight point eight rebounds, and nine and a half assists. Dallas's record: fifty-two and thirty. Point differential: eighth in the NBA. Three point three offensive rating, fourteenth. Defensive rating: seventh. Net rating: seventh. They are playing Utah, league bums. Donovan Mitchell ranks fifth all time in playoff points per game. Twenty-eight point nine is his average. That's minimum twenty-five games. The only active player ahead of him is KD. Dominic Wilkins is the only player among the top 20 to never have made the conference finals. (laughs) Utah leads the league with six such games in blown double-digit leads in the fourth.
2: Sounds about right.
0: <laughs> right? I just want to take this dig at Nick because I don't believe he heard me earlier. I told you Utah would have won 50 games, and guess what?
1: They're winning this playoff series, though.
0: <laughs> All right. We'll get into picks real quick. I'm just setting the stage. Golden State, 53-29, and five-and-a-half point differential, fifth in the NBA, Six offensive rating, second defensive rating, and net rating is fourth. Uh, big three for the Golden State only played 11 minutes together this season. Projected starting five lineup this year only played seven seconds. That's Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, and Andrew Wiggins.
2: That's their projected playoff starting five? No,
0: that's their projected. The that was their season oh, starting
2: okay, five. Yeah. Know.
0: Steph Curry is actually ramping up in practice right now, and, and they're making the determination this week whether he'll be available for the first games of this weekend. Uh, Denver, 48-34. Shout out, Nick. This is his squad. Point differential, 2.3. That's 12th in the NBA. Offensive rating, 7th. Defensive rating, 15th. Net rating, 11th. Uh, Jokic became the first player in NBA history to have 2,000 points 1,000 rebounds and 500 assists in a single season. That is one calendar year of – or not really calendar year, I guess. One NBA calendar. One NBA calendar of play. His player efficiency rating, right, which is extrapolated by a host of stats. You add points, rebounds, assists, field goal percentages, field goals made, field goals missed, free throws attempted, free throws made three points attempted, three points missed. It becomes this one long amalgam of a formula to extrapolate a player's impact on the game. It's one of the best stats out there. It's my favorite. It's one of the things I harp on. Efficiency is key because in a a league where numbers are gaudy, you have to get to the root of efficiency. He set the record with 32.92. The person who had the record before? Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> so if you can still bet it, Nikolo Jokic to win the MVP is the clear fucking choice. I've been saying it all year. He's he had this player efficiency rating lead above the record all year. I've been saying it since December. Nikola Jokic is a lock to run away with this. All right, so we'll get into the two versus seven matchup Memphis youngest team to finish with a top two record weighted by playing time since minutes became an official stats in 1951, 52. What if <laughs> I didn't know that? Since
2: basketball started? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I didn't know
0: that. So I guess they weren't tracking minutes when it officially started. Right. So uh, the, I didn't put it in here, but their average age is 24.4 years old.
2: And that's why their coach should be coach of the year.
0: (laughs) Shut up. up. We'll get into that later. All right, so they finished 56-26, 5.7-point differential, fourth in the NBA, fourth in offensive rating, sixth in defensive rating, fifth in net rating. And um, they'll be playing the um, Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves. Who are 46-36, had the ninth point differential, 6th offensive rating, 13th defensive rating, and 10th net rating. Starting 5 is just, for the Minnesota Timberwolves, starting 5 is just 1 of 7 in the league to outscore opponents by at least 100 points per possession. Fun fact. Right, So that sets up that matchup. You have the Phoenix Suns, who were far and away the best team in the league this year, despite Chris Paul missing about uh, 16 to 18, 20 games probably. 64 and 18, 7.4 point differential as first in the NBA. They have fifth offensive rating, third in defensive rating, and first in net rating. Chris Paul is looking to be one of seven, age 37 or older, to start a finals game. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tim Duncan, Ray Allen, Jason Kidd, Cara Malone, and David Robinson, joining an elite company. And they will play the winner of what's looking like the How
1: New
0: How many York of those League? guys won? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, yeah, all, all. all of them all, won. All. So – uh, Duncan won a title after 37. Kareem okay. won Kareem won a title after 42, I believe. Okay. Uh, Ray Allen won with the Heat when he was 37. Right. Jason Kidd won with the Dallas Mavericks when he okay. was 37. Oh, I fucked up. Karl Malone never won a chip. And here. So what we're saying is, is. Uh, and, and then David Robinson won uh, the chip with Tim Duncan's rookie season. He was over 37.
1: So but what we're was. saying is.
0: Since we're betting podcast, bet the Phoenix Suns 100%. to win the title. 100%. So, what can you get on that right now, Eric? Uh, I have on my little note plus 270, but we'll let Eric pull it up. It's definitely a change. Plus 260. Mm-hmm. Okay. Betting now. Um, it's going down. So, hey, plus, plus 260 for – you know what looks like a five and six chance right now is the percentage. So if Chris Paul makes the final, he <laughs> he lowers the percentage. That's contingent on him making the finals. But what a cast of 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 six players to to join, you know. And they'll be playing the winner of the well. I'm assuming it's the Pelicans. What's the score right now? Uh, the Spurs
2: actually cut it. Let me pull it up.
0: Oh, Oh, it's over. Pelicans won, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I thought. So the Pelicans beat the Spurs, and they're playing the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Los Angeles is 42-20. and Their point differential is zero, good enough for 18th in the NBA. Offensive rating is 25th. Defensive rating is 8th. And net rating is 18th. Uh, Kawhi Leonard may return in the playoffs.
2: And those numbers are flawed because PG was gone, Norman Powell was gone. That, that was they <laughs> he, stitched up a group of bums to make the playoffs. Yeah,
0: Ty Lu. Lu is my pick for coach of the year. We'll get into that later. Just he won 42 games with me, Nick, and Eric starting, you know, half the season. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, ladies and gentlemen. That ain't good. I got a lot of heart though. <laughs> high motor. High motor. High motor. Uh, so they'll be playing the pelicans who are 36 and 46 that's right 10 games below 500 Uh, shout out the lakers for not being able to be 10 games below 500 Uh, point differential is minus one they're 21st in the nba offensive rating is 19th defensive rating is 18th and then net rating is 21st as well uh those usually marry each other um they're 26th in three-point percentage and still squeaked out the ninth seed. One of the reasons why the New Orleans Pelicans traded for CJ McCollum in the first place is because they did not get good three-point shooting from their backcourt. So they thought, "Hey, we'll add a three-point shooter." They went from thirty-three and some change to thirty-four and some change. <laughs> it did not impact their team as they expected. They do have a lot of injuries, a lot of hosts. But, hey, here the Pelicans are. They're battling. They're trying. Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum since the trade have the third best um, net rating when they play together for the Pelicans. The other two are Herbert Jones and CJ McCollum and CJ McCollum and Jonas Balanchunas. Uh, but their, play, their rating is 116.9. So C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingham are definitely clicking. So when they trade Zion, this team should be very much clear. With that being said, I have now walked you through the bracket. We'll now get Nick's and Eric's expert opinions. I use the term expert loosely. We will start with the highest winning team in the league, Phoenix Suns versus the winner of Pelicans versus Clippers. Who do you guys have?
1: Uh, I have Clippers winning, and then I have the Suns beating the Clippers.
2: Got it. And you? The Suns beat the Clippers in five. In five. Okay. All okay. Right. <laughs> Is that a lock? Are you, Eric? Beat,
1: are you gonna? Are you gonna bet in five,
2: Eric? No, that's not a lock. That's not a lock. I'll give a lock later today. Whack. All right. So um, later then,
0: today, ain't much day left.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the Phoenix
0: Suns. Will advance and they will play the winner of Dallas versus Utah, based off what I just said about both teams. Who do you have, Eric?
2: Dallas and
0: six. Dallas and six. Man, he's giving series games and everything. And you, Nick? Gonna love that Jazz, baby. You're gonna ride the Jazz after they burn your bet. You a ho, bro? <laughs> ho show. <laughs> All right, so daddy, Nick, daddy,
1: don't give up just because they didn't cash a bet.
0: <laughs> Nick has Jazz, Phoenix, or sorry, Utah Phoenix, and Eric has Dallas Phoenix. We'll move into the three-six matchup: Golden State versus Denver. Who do you have, Nick? I mean, the only
1: reason Denver is a six seed is because what you just described—otherworldly play from Jokic, right? Like, like better than a dude who just scored seemingly at will and was like 12 foot tall playing against five foot, three white guys.
0: Some would say seemingly at wilt. (laughs) Uh,
1: Golden state wins this one easy. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if golden state takes it in four.
0: Okay. So before, before we get your pick cemented, I want to clarify that Steph Curry is not cleared to return yet.
1: Golden State in four.
0: Okay. All right, all right. Sorry. Sorry. Golden State in five. <laughs> all right. So he's got Golden State in five. Who do you have?
2: Golden State in six.
0: This is not one of your upsets? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. I thought this would have been one of the upsets. Nobody wants Denver, huh? Okay. Not
1: not in the not in the seven game series, no.
0: Uh, you know, it is in seven game series. That's a good point. <laughs> uh and Steph Curry. It has started practicing again, so hopefully he's back. I'll take a two-time MVP over a
2: potential two-time MVP.
0: Steph Curry's not playing, though. He is playing.
2: He practices it. That, that doesn't mean LeBron he's playing. Show... No, 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 He's not going to – he's not LeBron. He's going to show up for his team. I can. That's a lock.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of malice and everything that was just said. All right, so you put a lock, put Steph Curry will play game one on this XL spreadsheet. Yeah. All right, so now we'll move into the two seven matchup. We have the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, These two teams are absolute fast break monsters, young, exciting, athletic playing teams. You have John Morant versus Anthony Edwards is one of my. I love that matchup. I can't wait to see it. Just like I can't wait to see Luca versus Donovan Mitchell. That'll be an outstanding matchup. So who do you guys have? Uh, we'll go to you, Eric, first. Memphis versus
2: Timberwolves. So Shaq got in my head yesterday, and I think this is one of my upsets. I'm going to take Minnesota in seven.
1: No. Ah, oh, when we talked about this pre-show, you poo-pooed me for taking
0: Minnesota. I was saving it, bro. Hey, this so is a professional dumb. podcast. He couldn't give you his answer before, you know? So dumb. He tried to get you to I not pick so the I got so much flack from Eric pre-show about
2: picking the Timberwolves. I, I will say, did I not say yesterday, we were sitting on the couch watching the game, I said Men- Memphis is going to mop the floor with Minnesota, right?
0: He did. And then While I watched we're watching that game, the game.
2: And then I watched that game. And then Shaq and Kenny and Chuck started throwing stats at me. And I'm just watching the game and seeing the emergence of Ad- Edwards and – Cathy. Oh, it's I can see it
0: happening. I was in storytelling mode last night too, so I was commentating the game as I usually do. So some people like watching basketball would be, some people don't. Um, but I turned to Eric and I was just like, Carl Anthony Towns just fouled out with eight minutes left in the fourth. He's got eleven points. He's pretty much 0 for eleven shooting. So I turned to him and I was like, Is this the game? That we see the passing of the torch. Is this the game that Anthony Edwards becomes the best player on the Minnesota Timberwolves? And then things slowly started happening, slowly started evolving and things. And I was just like, Eric, this is the game. This is the game. Look at the way the team is rallying around Anthony Edwards, the way they celebrated afterwards. Carl Anthony Towns looked down and dejected. Didn't celebrate with his team. Instead of walk to his girl. Uh, which is perfectly fine, but you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves is celebrating like they won the championship. If you have not seen this, Google Pat Bev and the Minnesota Timberwolves celebration. It's embarrassing. They won a play-in game, and they celebrated like they they won the finals on a Ray Allen dagger corner three. It's comical to the point where everyone, every talking head roasted them today, and as soon as they cut from that footage, it was like 10 minutes of them celebrating, crying, jerseys getting thrown into the crowd. Confetti fell. Confetti fell to win the seventh seed. Like Carl Anthony Towns looked pissed off because he didn't help his team. He was actually a detriment to his team. And then Shaq, Kenny, and Charles – It cuts to the studio, and they're playing One Shining Moment. We are the champions. (laughs) And Shaq is taking his glasses off and wiping tears away. He's crying so hard at it. I – yeah. I mean, I will get into it later, but it changed my perspective on things. So you have the Timberwolves winning this? Yeah, I have the Timberwolves winning, yeah. Okay, so Memphis, you guys have you have no, no, no. That's what I was just saying. No,
1: no, I I have Memphis winning.
0: After everything I just said, it's it's the high. It's the like it's it like I was so confident that Minnesota,
1: this scrappy young team, can beat a Memphis team that's high and and has an average age of twenty four. Age doesn't perform. Youth doesn't perform well in the playoffs.
0: No, historically. I so I was like, if and you know what beats youth, scrappy fucking
1: low seated teams. Cause the because youth teams get punched in the mouth and they're not able to respond. And
0: they don't respond in this, exactly.
1: In this age of social media, though, if you don't think that Memphis is just geared up to go for this series,
0: you're it's, high. It's a rap. Memphis is beating right.
2: Minnesota in the ass, right. bro. What yeah. were you saying? I was going to say, I talked to my dad about this earlier, and I was going to say it's going to come down to, I guess, like three, four minutes, clutch minutes. Patrick Beverly, how Shaw's going to handle that. And then my dad was like, if you look at the kid at Murray State, you look at what he's doing this year, he's not really a breakable dude. So I could see Memphis winning, but. Here's the thing, fun stat. Um, D'Angelo Russell
0: averaging 31 against Memphis this year. Ja Morant averaging twenty against Minnesota this year, right? And John ja Morant, yes. ja Morant's average is is on the season is electric twenty seven point four. So Minnesota is holding them to seven point four points below their average. I believe that's Phoenix's overall point differential on the season. Like, that's how drastic Minnesota is playing him. So, should be a fascinating series. That's how you guys picked it. We'll move into the Eastern Conference first round. We have Miami playing the winner of Cleveland versus Atlanta. Who
2: do you have, Eric? So, if Cleveland wins, Miami. If Atlanta wins, I got Atlanta beating them.
0: Holy shit. Whoa. I was not ready for that, bro. That's yeah, a I mean, big swing.
2: Yeah, i had I had
1: both Cleveland and Atlanta making it out of the playing tournament, so. <laughs> um. I, yeah. I I think Miami wins. So whoever they get, Miami wins. I mean, okay. this, this 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 is a team of destiny for me
0: right now. Miami is. Yeah. Okay, so Miami wins. Eric has. Uh, contingent Miami <laughs> victory. So I'm just going to go ahead and pencil in Miami. Doesn't <laughs> <Yeah. As long laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll this, play.
1: I mean, the, the, like this is, Miami is of the teams, of the 16 teams that are going to make it, Miami is built for the playoffs.
0: 100%, yeah.
1: Like, like they, they, got, they got everybody and everybody has playoff experience and oh yeah, they have Jimmy Buckets.
0: And, and one thing that people don't factor in when they're Picking against Miami is they have one of the best coaches in NBA history. Right. Like the dude's winning percentage is outrageous. His X and O's are outrageous. The way he can get the best out of every player is outrageous. And then they have this secret. And he survived LeBron LeBron too. And yeah, he survived (laughs) LeBron. LeBron is is outrageous. This is how I know that LeBron can't pick a good coach because LeBron didn't want Eric Spolstra. Pat Riley told him to shut, sit down and shut the fuck up. And Pat Riley picked Eric Spolstra when he stepped away. Uh, then, you know, LeBron got Mike Brown fired. Then he came in. David Blatt was actually a good coach. He got shit-canned. They brought in Ty Lue. Who I will give LeBron is a good coach. But since then, LeBron has not been able to pick- Well, blind
1: squirrel finds him out every now and then. Yeah.
0: Tylo, Tyloo, I owe him an apology. He is a phenomenal fucking coach. And I did not think he was. Uh, but he is so fucking good. It's not even close. So we have Miami events. We'll get into the 4-5 matchup who plays the winner of the 1-8, which we have Miami oh, almost. <laughs> little Miami. Almost. 70-75% Miami. Yeah, 75. Contingent on the Atlanta Hawks winning the play. In <laughs> What a novel concept. All right, Dunkers. So we have the Philadelphia 76ers facing the Toronto Raptors. Who do you have, Nick?
1: Uh, I have Philly winning. Philly winning. But and- I, I, I think it's what you said. It's, it's going to be game seven, and the only reason I have Philly winning is game seven home home home
0: court advantage. Yeah, Kawhi's not there to hit that shot. Who do you have? Philly and
2: seven. What? Philly and seven. So you switched it to Philly and seven. No, I have a bad feeling, but I'm still picking my fucking team to win.
0: Okay. All right. So that moves us into the 3-6 matchup. We have Milwaukee versus Chicago. Who do you have? Milwaukee. Milwaukee, who do you have? Milwaukee. (laughs) All (laughs) right. So that brings us into the 2-7 matchup. We have Boston versus Brooklyn. This is where it gets interesting. We'll go ahead and move to you, Nick. Who do you have in this match? Hold on one sec. <laughs> He's not even serious. He's got to put numbers in the computer. <laughs> Spooked. All right, while we're waiting for Nick, we'll go ahead and give Eric this advantage. Eric, who do you have, Boston versus Brooklyn? Well,
2: I said I had three episodes, and I picked two.
0: What were the other two?
2: Miami loses to Atlanta.
0: That's ridiculous. Minnesota. And, oh, and Memphis loses to Minnesota. Okay. So you're taking the Brooklyn Nets.
2: Brooklyn Nets and seven. I'll take
1: Boston.
0: Ooh. Do we have a board? No, no. Do we have a board bet? No. We need to find a way to not make these board bets so substantial every yeah. time. What was the last bet? Oh, nobody cashed on the last one. We actually didn't cover that on the podcast.
1: Yeah, but the one before that I paid him $1,500.
0: So Yeah, that was on presidents on some dumb shit. All right, so there you have our first-round coverage. We'll go ahead and get into the second round when it happens. Shout-out to the NBA playoffs for providing me with full balls. Let's go ahead and move very quickly through the next portion.
2: Do you have something, Eric? I just want to point out about, about Brooklyn. Oh, sorry, about Milwaukee. My early season favorite to win the championship, still my, my, still my favorite to win the championship. You know how teams win the championship and then it kind of looks like they go in cruise control? That's what's happening. They're about to be top three in defensive rating. Giannis doesn't go out of this world. He already is out of this world. They're just taking the next level.
0: Well, they had to piece it together when Brook Lopez went out. A lot of people don't understand how important he is to that team. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and pick these six major awards. Eric, you want to drive us through the MVP odds, Rookie of the Year, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera?
2: Yeah. Uh, where do you want me to start? We'll start with the MVP. All right. So for MVP. Uh, The front runner right now is Jokic, uh, minus 380. Uh, Joel Embiid is second with plus 265. Giannis with a disrespectful plus 800. Devin Booker plus 7,500. And Luka rounds it out in the top five with a plus 15,000. It warms my heart, John Morantz, not here.
0: I mean, Nick, who do you have for MVP? It's Jokic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nick's like, I just heard you rant, bro. I'm not picking a kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pick anybody else. <laughs> That's Nick's guy. That's his team. I I don't see any world he doesn't win it. You?
2: Uh, he wins it. He probably deserves it for everything he did. Player efficiency rating. Don't
0: record, you defense. hit? A, don't you can't say but. No, but I still think
2: like Giannis no. clearly is the person who deserves this award no. every year last, like three years.
0: No,
1: did Giannis have the best rating ever?
0: No. Did but always, I, sometimes people have great years, and they finish behind people that had historic years. Here's what's so crazy, right? The, the three years of the three best players, Jokic set the PER, scored 2,000 points in a year, uh, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists. Joel Embiid, scoring title as a big man, averaged 12 uh, – sorry – Scoring title as a big man with the lowest minutes played in, I think it's like thirty years or something. First big like man that.
2: to Shaq to win it, right?
0: The scoring title, yeah, yes, yeah, scoring
2: title.
0: Sorry. So I was talking about minutes, minutes mm-hmm. played to point scored. Joel B's efficiency is so ridiculous for that for his minute to point ratio. It's almost a point per minute. Like that's how insane his point total to to minute ratio is. Then he averaged twelve boards. <laughs> A, a couple blocks anchored a defense, like it's insane. Then you go look at Giannis, played mm-hmm. his most minutes ever at center, increased his assist total as a facilitator playmaker because Drew Holiday was out. So Giannis had to play point. Giannis was shooting three pointers, jump shots like God. <laughs> he had 30,
2: 12, and six. And if Joker doesn't have that player versus ready. Giannis sets the record. Giannis
0: sets the record. That's what I was, that's what I tried to get at earlier and I didn't say it correctly. Jokic set the record, but Giannis had the second this year and he also would have set the record. And then Joel Embiid is not, his player efficient rating is, so Joker's is 32, it's like 32.89, if I'm not mistaken. And Embiid's is 31.85. He's not even a whole point below him. That's how crazy these years were.
2: All right, so we'll go ahead and move on. Uh, Eric, take us through the rookie of the year. Uh, so for the rookie of the year, the front runner right now is Evan Mobley, uh, minus two thirteen. Never seen odds like that. Second is Scotty Barnes at plus one fifty five, and Cade Cunningham rounds us out top three at plus one thousand. Shit. Well, uh, yeah, I I personally think Scotty Barnes should win
0: it. I've been saying that all year, but I think, looking at these odds, I might be the only person who thinks that. Who yeah. do you got? Who do you got, Nick? You got yeah, I mean, Evan
1: Mobley, just based on
2: odds, really.
0: Okay, and then we'll move into the next award, Eric.
2: Uh, so for the six man of the year, this one's pretty much locked up. Tyler Hero <laughs> minus ten thousand. Kelly Oubre Jr. plus sixty six hundred. I'm I'm not gonna read the rest of the list. I
1: think it's, I bet. Uh, hold on. Let me let me. Try to track down the receipt here i think i bet tyler hero six man of the year at the <laughs> pretty, beginning of the year
0: i'm pretty sure you did you also bet mvp though <laughs> True.
1: but that was one dollar on one hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah that was just fun we get it we get it what is what what's the next award
2: uh so for a defensive player the front runner right now is marcus smart minus 250 bam Adebayo bio out of miami at plus 500 mikhail bridges out of phoenix at plus 600 Rudy Gobert, last year's winner, mm-hmm. right? Uh, out of Utah, plus nine hundred, and Jaron Jackson Jr. out of Memphis, plus nine hundred. Man, if you if you get a chance to look
0: at the tape of Jaron Jackson Jr. playing defense, oh, it's a thing of fucking beauty. I I agree. That dude is so good at defense. He's my pick. Uh, you know, my picks aren't. Usually the person who wins, though. I, I just look at these awards kind of differently. Marcus Smart, I want to win because he's a
2: point guard, though. So Yeah. Um Two things. It's a, it's disrespectful if Marcus Smart wins it and Ben didn't win it last year. As much as I don't like the dude, should have won it. And also, they don't have the best. Let's see Stiebel. Look, I get it. He He plays 26 minutes a game, but he's clearly the best defender in the league. Yeah, I mean he's it's 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 amazing
0: how good that dude is at defense. I agree with that. What I will say is it's disrespectful to Giannis Antetokounmpo that he's not even on the top 5 odds. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> so, so. All right, we'll go ahead and move into most improved. Did you have that receipt or No, I didn't bet him.
2: <laughs> so for the most improved players, uh, Jaws leading at -833. Darius Garland out of Cleveland plus six hundred, Dejounte Murray out of San Antonio plus eighteen hundred, Miles Bridges plus two thousand, Desmond Bain in Memphis plus thirty three hundred, and Tyrese Maxey, Philadelphia plus sixty six
1: hundred. That's a surprise. Great. I'm surprised Jordan Poole isn't on those odds.
2: So late half, like late half of the season where he kind of broke out. Yo, that's a
0: good fucking call. Jordan Poole not being on that is actually kind of a little shocking. And, uh, and I was just saying, this is a great fucking list. Jordan Poole should be on it, though.
1: It's going to be – I mean, you guys talked about it pre-show. They need to give an award to John ja Moran, So they're going to give an award to John ja Moran.
0: Yeah, I, I have a love-hate relationship with John ja Moran, and it mostly
2: stems from my fucking friends. So I think, for me, without bias – DeJounte Murray, in my opinion, should be the winner.
0: Bro, if you look at his numbers, it's insane. He's almost averaging a triple-double, and no one's talking about it. <laughs> he just hoops. He just... Yeah, he's so good, bro. It's a classic Spurs player. Like, Spurs players deserve awards, but nobody hears about him. Nobody talks about him. He averaged, like, his scoring average was, like, 19.7. His rebound average was, like, 8.8, and his assists were, like, 9.2. For some ridiculous thing like that. So,
2: the betting favorite is... Oh, shit. Okay. I was about to talk shit about John. No, he had an
0: almost 10-point increase. Yeah, he
2: went from 19.1 to 27.4. Yeah. Everything else stayed pretty the same. He went down in assists.
0: What's his percentage? He went down in assists, and he they want to give assist. him this award? <laughs> his percentage for what? Percentage. Anyway.
2: Uh, three point is 34, and field goal is 49, which is up 5% from last year.
0: I don't know if that's good enough for most improved. Uh, look, he's not undeserving. My pick was Miles Bridges, but he's the fourth favorite on this. So, And then Jordan Poole, like, that's a great fucking pool, Nick. I <laughs> will agree with that. That's a great pool.
1: Thanks, buddy. Remember what we said about LeBron? What? The blind squirrel finds a better right now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, and then for coach of the year, it's already been announced. But the odds, no, 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 no. Or no, no. oh, is that the plate?
0: The NBA the... Coaches Association picked their coach. They of the
2: got year. me with this bullshit last
0: year. They did. They get you every year. Bro. <laughs> They're gonna get you with this bullshit every year. <laughs> <laughs> they get them every year. He says Dude, the awards. Every year I've so like... known
1: you, you you text. This is the winner of the coach of the year, and even I go, no, it's not.
2: Dude, I love. This is who the coaches think the coach of the year (laughs) is,
0: which honestly should be the coach of the year. This is like the AP
1: top twenty-five. It doesn't matter.
2: (laughs) Dude, hey, that's a good pull. (laughs) So, since it hasn't been awarded, I'll go Monty Williams minus two thousand is the favorite from the Phoenix Suns. Eric Spolstra second from Miami with plus seven hundred. Taylor Jenkins out of Memphis plus eight hundred. JB Bickerstaff out of Cleveland plus a thousand. Oh, that's a good pick. I like that one a lot. And then Ime this Udoka was my pick. out of Boston plus fifteen hundred. This
0: is my pick.
2: I, I totally forgot about JB Bickerstaff. I, I want to scream the Memphis coach, but those last two picks, man.
0: I pick. I I had the Boston coach. Obviously, won't win. I just. I mean. We didn't expect shit from Boston this year. I guess you're right. Change of coach. Expectations were low. They didn't make any moves. They had holes. Like, there was nothing. And somehow, he said January 1st, he woke up. New Year, he's just like, I know how to coach. (laughs) And (laughs) And then went on a nuclear run. I think Boston lost something like, Two. They yeah, they went from the 10 seed to the two seed, and the Eastern Conference is only separated by 10 games overall for the 10 play-in, two playoff teams. But I think they only lost like 13 or 14 games in the second half of the season. From like January first on, Boston is like 40 something in and, and like 13. It's insane how good they've been. Like, it's a runaway. So uh, my my favorite that isn't put on these awards odds, who do you have for executive of the year? Eric. Oh, shit. Uh, give me a sec. Come back to me because – All uh, right, Nick, who, who do you have as executive of the year? A
1: different person, same answer. <laughs>
0: All right, so no one was prepared for this. I actually have um, – Brad Stevens from Boston as the executive of the year this year. Uh, The trade they brought in with Derek White, uh, getting Daniel Theis to bolster their rotation when Robert Williams went down. uh, You know, White gives him another shooter on the outside to kind of sure up that wing rotation. Um, He got rid of bad contracts, brought in Al Horford, I, I, I just think, you know, personally, I, I have Brad Stevens as my executive of the year. But I, I could imagine someone else winning. it. So, so
1: uh, Jermaine, to add credit to what you said about Boston, the Celtics ended the season 51 and 31. The best record ever for a team that was under 500 halfway through the season.
0: Yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying, bro. They that screams coach of the year to me, dude. They
1: were 31 and 10 in the second half.
0: 31 and 10. I knew they didn't lose more than 15. So, all right. So, do you have an executive of the year or you just want to abscond?
1: Who's the Bulls guy?
0: Uh, Art- Artunas Casianovas.
1: I think that if the Bulls aren't hit with as many injuries as they are, he wins executive of the year.
0: Yeah, because DeMar DeRozan was the worst free agent signing in the offseason. And now everyone's just like, DeMar, come on my face.
1: Right. By the way, if you double the Celtics' win total, this is how crazy it is. You double the Celtics' win total in the second half, they'd have 62 wins. They'd still be two wins behind the Phoenix Suns.
0: Yeah, that's why Monty Williams will win coach of the, <laughs> will win coach of the year. <laughs> so right. I agree with Jermaine that
1: that's very impressive, but Monty Williams is winning coach of the year.
0: You remember when Eric was discussing yeah. pre-show? And that but, was according, but according to Eric in the
1: pre-show, 64 wins is not a lot for a team that won 53 <laughs> last year. <laughs>
0: Eric did. He's just like, so what? There's always somebody that wins 60 wins. So what? Say, there was only one this year, dude.
1: Everybody wins sixty four games all the time,
0: uh, dude. One of the one of the fun things about the Eastern Conference this year is Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia all ended with the same record. Like that's the that's the two through four seed, and they were they were what they were two games behind Miami. I'm pretty sure that's the number. Yeah, 51 and 31, 53 and 29. That's so crazy. The Eastern Conference this year was such a blast, dude. Such a blast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it from us. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at podcastroom303. Nick, you got anything for him? Nope. Randall nope. Grisick saved my life. <laughs> Eric, you got anything for them? Go Sixers. I respect that. Uh, I'll follow that up with Gold Bulls. And this is my favorite time of the year. NBA playoffs just gives me full balls all the time. I love it. So we'll see you guys next time when you come on down and step into the room. (laughs) you <laughs>